Yep. It said, is everybody ready? Look we at are ready here. to rumble! So WrestleMania was this past weekend. I yeah. enjoyed watching it. Yay. Yay. You know what else happened this past weekend? What happened? They found and pictured a black hole. And there was much rejoicing. There was. Yay. Yay. We're getting too good at that. That actually is pretty cool. Actually, yeah. it is. And the picture is actually kind of neat looking, too. It really is kind of awesome. A little bit more uh, definition would have been cool, but well, I mean, now we know what a black hole looks like. I mean, it's only, like, what they say, like, 53 million light years away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it's only that. I mean, should, totally should have been able to get, get a better definition picture. Right. Instead, of, instead, it just looks like me at the all-you-can-eat country buffet. It does look like Ken. I had that thought. You said it looked like Ken? Well, that was the first thing that popped in if my you're head. You're looking at him from the bottom up. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's Ken's birthday. There's, we can't there, do there's that. Pictures, there's pictures of me at the buffet. It's worth a Google. Anyways, did you see uh, what's her name that uh, designed designed the picture? Oh, the the girl what's her they're girl? trying to give credit for. Yeah, the girl they're trying to give credit yeah. for. Did she get credit for it? Did she actually? Um, it? yeah, she had a name. I read it. I forgot it. Oh, but I also read something else that said they'd been working on this project for like 10 years and that she had been working on it for three years. So I'm not entirely sure who's like the real hero here. But mm. at the very least, they said it was hundreds of scientists in at least eight observatories around the globe for like a week or two, constantly doing terabytes of information and to, to build this picture. So they all work together. Yeah, it was. That's the story. Huge thing. Yeah, like the picture is great, but it's like science. Science international. Yeah, uh, organizations working together to do this like amazing human feat to turn the entire planet into a radio telescope to get a picture of a thing fifty-three million light years away. That's impressive. And you're gonna ascribe it to one person? Is that right? Yeah, like nobody, nobody gets credit. Everyone should get credit for that, but like nobody is the king of that adventure. You would think that, you know, the world would be, in general, able to work together like that. No, they still you think it's think. flat. <laughs> yeah. We can't, even, we can't even settle on whether or not the Earth is round. Right? There, there are geniuses on this planet taking pictures of things inconceivable distance away, and some assholes are still like, there's an ice wall if we sail far enough. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that pose. I feel we should go. On the cruise, on the just cruise to be like... with the equipment and podcasts from it. Oh my god! And just... that could be the greatest thing ever, especially when you know you try to you you, you get the people to understand that, that, that they're using GPS to uh, navigate, navigate the ship. The yeah, ship. yeah. Uh, we need a big banner that says "You fucking morons!" And so, like, when we finally don't get there and turn around and go home, or so like the one <laughs> turn around and go home. So like the one on the Bush aircraft carrier, right? Yeah, like mission accomplished. Yes. Here's yes. my qu- here's my question though. Um, they're chartering a cruise ship for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my understanding. Um, are well, they also, obviously they can't afford to buy one? Well, they're yeah. not going to be piloting. That's my point. Like, obviously, the captain of the cruise ship is in on the conspiracy. I think. Like, he how just, do you know he's not just like turning the ship away I, from the ice wall? Oh, let's uh, go be those guys I on mean, the like, cruise. It'll be like you know, you know. Yeah, I really, yeah, I, re- I really want to get, I want to get thrown off a cruise ship in international waters <laughs> because we broke our way into the bridge to call them uh, fakers. Yeah, that's, that's really what I'm down for. No, so no, we're so going to get other people I, to do I that. I have a real quick question about this. I don't this. need a passport. Screw that. Do 
are the people who want the Trump wall, like, getting raging boners from this, that there's an ice wall out there? No, just Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, just oh, Game of Thrones. okay, okay. I got a question. So, if they sail from California and they hit Asia, do they think they've discovered a new world? Or do they think they haven't hit the end yet? Do they just keep going in circles? Or? No, they'll think they're they'll think that they're in the reincarnation of Christopher Columbus. So they think they found the new world. Exactly. Or actually a miracle of a speech. Except, except surprise, bitches. Everybody in China has been vaccinated. Oh, yeah. So Columbus couldn't. Communism doesn't fuck around with that How stuff. funny would that be if that ship just breaks out in measles while they're gone? Yeah. <laughs> it seems. I mean, it would be tragic and I shouldn't be laughing. No, it's not that tragic. As long as we're not. It's not that tragic. <laughs> it's not that tragic. I don't think it's tragic. No, it's, it's uh, actually kind of a selection. benefit to the entire human race. Yeah, I'm going to kind of, it's natural selection. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that being a problem. If they want to weed themselves out, that's fine. They just yeah. got to like do it before they take out all of the other people who can't be immunized. Yeah, cuz like I I'm I'm totally against not vaccinating kids. Cuz you know, they're kids, they're innocent, they don't have any. But if you as an adult just like, you know, run around being an idiot. It's on so you. be it. It's on you. Don't don't endanger the lives of others. All right. There's a PSA for you. Uh, do, yeah, I mean, uh, they. I'm surprised they haven't actually done one of those yet. That's on you. <laughs> That's on you. Vex- vaccines. That's the, on you. From the American Zero Fucks Given Council. And put stink on it. Yeah, we didn't do the stink one yet. So do you guys realize that we have mentioned flat earthers and vaccines in probably every one of our podcasts? Well, it's a target demographic. It's a it's, it's our target. <laughs> it's our target demographic. It's the only ones that truly live, listen to us, right? Well, we you got to be out in order to listen to this podcast, man. You got to be out on the fringe. But we want to help those people. Mm-hmm. We do. That's with, our goal. Do we? With harsh, unkind words. <laughs> That's not my goal. Our goal is to help as many people. My as My goal can. is to get as many people as those, as possible to listen to our podcast who believe that stuff, so we can have a comprehensive list of who they are. Our goal is love. And then Ken. start vaccinating them yes. in their sleep? Yes. Ooh. Would that be considered a crime? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At the very it would least, be some assault. kind of violations for sure. It would be assault. What if we. It would, it would be assault. What possibly if... a pepper. Um, <laughs> what if we. How are we going to do it? Are we going to sneak up behind them in public? No, are what, we going no, to break what... into their house at night while they're sleeping? Yes. Then we're adding home invasion. Oh, while they're sleeping. No, bump them in the subway. They won't even know. Exactly. Yeah, I've we'll read. I've, 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 I've read news stories about this. No, it doesn't end well for us. They'll never know. You'll know how. Because you just got stabbed, man. Because you don't get the measles. You'll you'll know. You'll and know. Eventually, someone's gonna start looking into it, and I know what a squealer looks like. And that guy, he's a squealer. No. Yeah, Rob. See, the thing is, they all <laughs> still drink, so we go out to the bar. Oh no, I trust Rob. Right? <laughs> oh, you don't trust me. Not to keep a secret like that. I've got many secrets, sir. I'm not the guy going around stabbing people in the neck with a vaccine. <laughs> but you, be, you should be. You don't have a microphone. Be quiet over what there. What if I? What if I gave you a? What if I gave you a gun that shot the vaccine at them? Ooh, like a, a dark gun. Vax gun. Yeah, like a dark gun. Except instead of poison, it's got um, it's got vaccines on it. <laughs> See, this is gonna. This I'm is gonna actually work kind out. of. I'm actually kind of into this idea. Unlike the long-range vaccination sniping. Like, why do we always like have... Like a 50 cal sniper rifle full of vaccines? Full of vaccines. You just, like, sit on top of a building. There's a shooter! He's shooting people with vaccines. Congratulations, you're not going to get the measles. Dude, that would be... That, <laughs> Sorry for I the can, convenience. I can see that happening on The Simpsons. 
<laughs> you said see that happen on The Simpsons? Yeah, you remember when Homer was up there and he was shooting everybody? I don't. I haven't watched The Simpsons in probably I, 15 well, I, years. I haven't watched The Simpsons in Spider Pig. That was a long time ago. It was one of the first episodes. Of, I want to say it was first season. How did they not get letters about that from the people who were at Kent State? I think that's what they were spoofing. Yeah, that's, my, that's exactly my question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we got on the docket today? Well. We got the black hole. We have the black hole. We just talked about that. We did. It's true. Did you know that down in a little south from us, there was this, they built this big golden circle, and then they, nobody named it, and then they had a naming convention for it, and they called it the golden asshole. Was That's, one of the names they did they, for it. They didn't right. name it Circle Big Circle Face. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do the boat thing. So wait, it's wait, actually wait. in Michigan. Are you being serious? Yeah, it's like they the called la- it it's the, not the Lavender asshole. Farm. I'm not sure. No, they're not actually going to call it that, but everybody's going to call it that. Yeah, the Golden Asshole. Yeah, because people are dumb and assholes are funny. Some of them are. God, that's, another, that's another thing I'm going to have to take Nixon to. Oh, don't let him know he's gonna go see. You're gonna go see the golden asshole. I know he'll just be he'll, he'll just be biting at the door trying to get out again. Yeah, he, I know winter. I, I know I know spring is coming because like he's all of a sudden eager to go out. Yeah, it's in Sterling Heights. <laughs> it's it, the golden assholes in Sterling Heights. Yep, mm, big surprise. Right. Sounds yeah. about right. It's thirty five feet. I think that's probably thirty five foot golden asshole. The city with the highest like wage earner amount. In the state, yeah, like we have nothing. To, we have nothing better to spend our money on. We have a surplus. Of so let's make a golden ring, property and then tax call it income, fucking the golden asshole because we're golden assholes. I'm on board with this now. The mayor of Sterling Birmingham. Heights calls it a point of pride. <laughs> Others are calling it a giant funyun, or an oversized Hot Wheels loop, or worse, considerably worse. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. It opened with asshole. The, if you if you look at the inside, does it say one ring to bind them? Ooh, that would be great. That that would be awesome. A I, giant one ring. Giant one ring. Yep. So on like Facebook, it has King its Kong's own. It has, put its, it, on or it has its own page on Facebook. The Golden Butthole of Macomb County. <laughs> so now they're just it asking be for so trouble. Much one ring to bind them. It would be one cheese because. Of the and <laughs> pranksters are starting to. Um, shop it into videos like there's this video are. of when these aliens start coming through a portal so they put it around whatever oh, was there originally for the portal. the portal and now it's the portal hole all right yep of well, course it is i wonder yeah did they factor in legacy costs like the fact that this thing's gonna be 24 hour security what are they what's someone gonna do steal a 35 foot hole i thought you said it's golden i didn't say we're gonna steal it they're probably gonna deface it well it's just painted gold probably I was going to say. But like, like painted gold or like gold leaf? Ooh. Right. That's a lot of gold leaf. I think it's just orange. <laughs> Probably it's is. orange. It's just been bronzed. It's an orange It's an orange ring? Yeah. Apparently then they did the naming thing for it. Only appropriate names will be finalists. That's a smart inclusion. Circly mixed circle face. Yep. Another headline was Sterling Heights Golden Ring is the butt of jokes. But now you can name it. That's terrible. That's, oh, did that's, you even try, journalists? Yeah, they didn't. Journalists don't this really what, try. Yeah, this is this is why newspaper uh, business is dying. Because you print that and think it's clever. Right. It's very punny. <laughs> uh, 
It's It's just really bad. Apparently it costs... It's a terrible dad joke. Apparently it costs $300,000 to build this thing. What? You know what? You know what you could have done? Is you can ship that money to Flint. $300,000 would really help our schools. Well, this person (laughs) called it a giant cock ring. That's probably more apt because a bunch of cocks would think that's a good idea. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's stupid. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Ken, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, everybody out there, we are recording. I mean, you will not get this on Ken's birthday, but we are recording on Ken's birthday for this episode, which is episode what? 30. 30, our final episode. It is. Throw a quick shout out to everybody who uh, wished me a happy birthday uh, today on Facebook or through text message or email or whatever. Um, it, it means a lot to me that you take a, take a second to think of me. Thank you. I mean, I know none of you are listening to this, but. Yeah, so- they might be. You know, if you actually shared it with your friends on Facebook, maybe some of them might listen to it. You think they would? Because, like, you know, you you and I have, like, 35 friends in common. Yeah, only 35, though. I only really interact with I'm pretty sure I only show up on about 25 people's nudes feeds. I only have have 30 friends total. On Facebook? Anywhere. Anywhere. (laughs) That number seems a little high to me. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. The the robot. I would be. Most of them are acquaintances. I would say most of them. Casual acquaintance. Most of them are his second and third or fourth and fifth account. Right. Those ghosting accounts. That's right. I have friends. You have friends, Pete. Just not here. (laughs) Shitty. All your friends are make believe. All my friends are make believe. It's true. I learned that from um, uh, Mr. Rogers. I'm excited to see that. Actually, get a chance to watch that movie. What movie? The, the new the with Tom Hanks, the Mister Rogers. Tom Hanks is playing Mister Rogers. Yes. Yep. Oh man. What do you mean? Oh man, it's gonna be great. Okay, I mean I love Mister Rogers. I just don't think Tom Hanks can do it justice. You'd be surprised. I guess I would be. Who, who else looks would pretty do good? It? What? So who else would do it? I don't know. I think you need to let Mister Rogers be Mister Rogers. Uh, he died. He's sir. super dead. That's what I'm saying. The, Leave the it alone. Animated corpse of. Mr. He's not Rogers. just dead. He's super dead. Yeah, just leave him alone. See, now somebody's going to bring him back as a zombie in some zombie movie in the future. There's, there's, there's got to be a video. They could have done like a Grand Moff Tarkin with him. Right. They could have Grand Moff Tarkin him, but I'm, I'm just saying you don't need to make a movie about everything. Sure you do. I think you just leave the memory of Mr. Rogers the way it is. I can, I, I can tell. I don't know. I think Tom Hanks is going to be pretty good, but there's nobody in Hollywood I would rather have play Mr. Rogers than Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody that I would mean, do it. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, Vince Vaughn as Vince Vaughn playing Mr. Rogers. Oh, that'd be horrible. Because we all know Vince Vaughn is the same guy in every movie. Yeah, he is. So, so in other... Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, <laughs> Luke Wilson. All the Wilsons. As the king. <clears throat> and I. Love and make believe. No. King Friday. So I know occasionally we don't ever have... Very nice things to say about our president. Oh, yes. However, I agree with something he said. Trump calls for a new focus on hiring former prisoners. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with that, too. And that hurts me. It hurts? Yeah, but it's, again, trying to solve the problems on the back end instead of trying to actually solve the problems. I agree with that, that part too. I don't disagree with you, but I mean, what is what, what is reasonable for Americans to expect 
for the for the president to have the, have an impact on our lives like that. Like we're talking about a societal shift. Presidents can play a role in that, but they you can't. It's going to take a generation. It will take a generation. It's like destigmatizing mental illness. It, it, it's going to take a generation of people raised as compassionate adults. The president is. I don't know. It seems like all presidents are given this m- mythical aura that they're just capable of doing everything. That's why nobody votes in local elections. Everybody votes for president. Nobody votes for congressman in the in, in the, uh, in the in the off election cycle. That's the point. Nobody cares. They, they think that this one guy is going to save all their pro- going to save them from all their problems. Actually, he should probably have the least amount of power. That's how it was designed. I know. President's uh, focus is supposed to be foreign policy, and that's about it. But I will say that this is a good idea. It is. And whether or not he can implement it, it still needs to be implemented. Oh, absolutely. In some way, shape, or form. I I, I commend President Trump for making some progress on it. Thank you for finally talking about it, because it feels like nobody in power ever wants to acknowledge the fact that that, that prisoners exist. And the fact that... The reason why they keep going back to prison is because nobody will hire them. I just talked to a couple of gentlemen who have an organization out in the north end of Flint, where we do this podcast from, Flint, Michigan, for those that have never heard this uh, podcast before. And they've actually, their organization helps rehabilitated felons kind of get back into society by giving them job training and, like, you know, going to bat for them to get jobs. Because when these people that started the organization got out, they couldn't get a job. They couldn't get a job. No temp agency would touch them. No schools would even talk to them. So they decided to build an organization themselves to help people like themselves. And this is a good thing. I mean, it keeps people from from the cycle of getting back in. And and they, they were telling me that when people come out of jail, sometimes these people don't have anything but the clothes on their back and the shoes on their feet. They don't have an ID. They don't have a birth certificate. They don't know where to get one. They don't. And, yeah, and depending this, on how long you've been in jail, right. you don't even know how to go about obtaining that. Stuff. Yeah, so this organization helps them do that. Like the exonerated guy, right? I bet you he's still going to be labeled as have a tarnish because of all that stuff. Exactly. And uh, well, yeah, because if you've been to prison, it doesn't matter if you were if you end up being innocent or not. Something about you says that you could have done it. And we and, and people don't want to be associated with that, right? So, so getting this ball rolling in some way, shape, or form is a good thing. Now, it is still treating the symptoms of of the the over overlying um, problem, the overlying cause of people going to jail in the first place. You know, you know, and again, Ken talks about mental illness. Mental illness is a big part of that. Um, getting help for people there, um, providing more opportunities and jobs, and you know, providing better schooling. Meaningful, yeah, m- meaningful rehabilitation programs while someone's incarcerated, right, uh, is another thing. You know, they, they don't do anything, but just they get caught in the cycle. And you go to prison, and you know, especially young people, an eighteen-year-old kid go spends his early part of the life. You know, kids graduating from school now don't have any basic life skills. No, none. So you you know you, you get you're done with school you're 18 you get you get you commit a crime you go to jail you this is the only adult life you know is in prison ten years goes by you get out how do you make money how do you get a job how do you get a driver's license you go back to what you, you don't used know to do. you know you do what you can do 
and then you get caught again and you end up going to prison again. That's why recidivism rate is so high. They, they don't come out of prison with any meaningful skills. They haven't learned anything. Don't they learn how to make license plates? They actually don't make license plates anymore. I feel if they did make license plates, they'd probably be better quality. They know how to do laundry. They know how to do laundry. Some of them can do food service. There's libraries there. But, but guess what? That's not enough. It's not enough. And they can't be. They don't have. Kids. Nobody go. There's there's not enough commercial launderers launderers around. You're not going to get a job working in laundry at a hotel or something because you're because you're a convicted felon. Maybe they could work for Al Capone. Al Capone, <laughs> the dead guy. <laughs> Did he get caught for laundry money? He got caught for tax, tax evasion. evasion. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> so Dana's got a funny story. Does he? Yeah. I do. It's about a guy, a horrible, terrible human being. I mean, this guy is the worst person I think I've ever read about. I couldn't even believe it when I saw it. A Carolina man, a North Carolina man. Worse than Florida man? It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Pretty rough. I want to move to North Carolina. He's been charged with abandoning a pet that authorities say he left behind without food when he was evicted. What a jerk. The news outlets report that New Hanover County Sheriff's Department arrested 53-year-old Michael Hinson, the despicable human being, on Wednesday and charged him with one count of abandonment of an animal and three counts of misdemeanor cruelty to animals. Officials say Hinson was evicted from his Wilmington home last month and left behind Oscar in poor health and in a dirty uh, bed. Hinson couldn't be reached by telephone for the court records and didn't listen to attorney. The animal's being nursed back to health at a pet store, and Lieutenant Brewer says it's the county's first animal cruelty case involving a pet fish, but this is life like any dog or cat, Um, except for it's a fish. Goldfish. And there are like 35 dead ones at PetMart right now. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I want to know. What, are they going to start arresting everybody at the pet stores? Or Meyer or something that's well, dead right. fish floating around? Does Meyer still sell fish? Oh, yes, yeah. they do. And they die all the time. Yeah, they're not very healthy. Well, Actually, how, how could they be? They can't. No, they can't. They're fish. Nobody cares. So I watched a YouTube <laughs> they're video. food. You know those giant uh, wine glasses you can buy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those really big, you know, like, like five feet tall. Yeah. They bought one of those, filled the bottom with rocks, and they went to four pet stores or something like that and bought all the goldfish. And they went and put them back in. Oh, my God. In that giant thing. And how many survived? Majority of them. Huh, okay. Yeah. And there's only like a handful of them that died. But they put, they put a Which bubbler in. Which were probably in. fed to a cat. They committed murder. <laughs> yeah, so, so, and then they had to put up like they put lights in it and stuff. So, it was like a little disco ball. Yeah, I had pet goldfish when I was a kid, and we went on vacation one time. My friend was supposed to feed them while we were gone, but I left like twelve goldfish and came home, and there was one goldfish. <laughs> and I, I didn't cry a lot. <laughs> Your friend goldfish. I don't think he go to jail. Them. I don't. Yeah, he's a. He's a terrible person. So no, well, think about the think about the person that called on this guy, right? Like obviously they went to the house like, <gasps> he left oh a God. goldfish and didn't feed it. You know, like right. what a what, what a, a shitty ba- person. What a bastard. Yeah, I know. And Wait, then they who, called the authorities. Who's the shitty person? 
the shitty person is the person that made a big stink about the fact that the guy left his goldfish. I mean, number one, the guy did just get evicted, so he lost his house. I'm sure something bad happened to him to cause that, possibly. You know what it was? Goldfish? He bought the goldfish, and he couldn't pay his bills. Right. Couldn't afford the goldfish. Because yeah. goldfish are such expensive animals. Well, you have to I just them assume he got evicted because he violated the pet policy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, that would be, like, so ironic. And then, and then he leaves, and then the landlord comes in and, and calls the police because he left his pet behind. So the worst part about that is, is there is somebody that's, that that'll listen to this and and say, "But goldfish are lives too, and fish lives matter. Fish lives matter. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, where's the line? Where do you draw the line? What next is going to be? You stepped on ants. You know, where, where's the line? Oh, the magnifying glass with ants. Yeah, I draw the line. Cruelty to ants. I draw the, I draw the line of call and response. If I can, if I can, if I can talk to an animal and they acknowledge me, then I'll put right. some value on their life. Or, but we'll, but you can't train a goldfish. Just because you haven't trained the goldfish to respond to you. I haven't trained you yet. Right. No, because I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep knocking on your door because your dog likes to, to eat me. <laughs> After five thirty, Simon is put away because he because I know you guys are coming over. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna draw the line at the Mick fish. If there's a Mick anything <laughs> on that animal, it doesn't. That's a good person. one too. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll go with that. Mick fish, Mick chicken, right? Mick yeah, we don't we don't care. You do whatever you want to them because they're food products. Yeah, that's a good point. Rob brings up a point. We have a, we have a friend here uh, uh, tonight. And, sitting um, in the shadows. Sitting in the shadows, hiding. I think his pants are off for some reason. But anyways, he just said that he's sad that there's no Mick fish. Instead, it's a fillet of fish, and I agree with him. It should well, be he, a Mick fish. He did just come to Nixon's room. It's not a fillet of anything. So. It's, it's a composite fish I, parts. Yeah, patty. Like, no, nothing got filleted in, yeah, that, in, in, no, that, in that transaction. Yeah. It's a Mick no. fish, I think, is a little bit more. Mick fish is more apropos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mick think, meat substance. I feel like it should be a question mark. They're like, McFish? Right? <laughs> That's what it says on the, That's, that should be the, name on the of menu. It. Yeah, it should literally be a question mark. Mick like, McFish? But it's still the super upbeat McDonald's advertising. But with like a like, question yeah. mark. Like, Bees? Like, question like mark? all beef taco? <laughs> right. Maybe we should just asterisk. Yeah, McFish right. asterisk. Not actual fish. It says it's small. Small right. words. Contains near, it contains at least fifty percent fish. I have two paragraphs to read about this. Oh no! Cardboard. About the about the about uh, the fish? fish? Yeah, I do. Oh god. Okay. I the second word is my favorite word. Oh god. Facetious? No. No. Uh, Anyways, right. just read it and skip the word. second word. The sandwich was invented <laughs> in 1962 by Catholic businessman Lou Groen, a McDonald's franchise owner in Cincinnati. His store, uh, on address listed, was a uh, predominantly Roman Catholic neighborhood. Pre- in a predominantly Roman Catholic neighborhood? Yeah, sorry. Whatever that word was. Which led to falling hamburger sales on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Resulting oh, from the Roman Catholic practice of abstaining from meat on Fridays. Yeah, I, I knew that. question. Why is fish not meat? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> The product was named by Cy Landy of Cy Landy Advertising Agency, which was the advertising firm for that particular McDonald's franchise. The sandwich was the first non-hamburger menu item uh, brought in by new McDonald's company owner, Ray Kroc. Oh, Ray. Hmm. Yep. I didn't know we had the Catholics to thank for the filet of fish. 
It makes sense when you think about it. It well, really yeah, does. Once you hear it out loud, you're like, yeah. They, I mean, and that's why that. during Lent, they double up the fish. They have the double fillet of fish on, during Lent, which oh, is... Rallies will do that any day that of the just, week. It just isn't nasty What's enough. that? Rallies will do that any day of the week with the deep sea double. It's oh, fancy. With cheese. Deep uh, sea, like, yeah, like my, yes, my, my money's on fish farm. Well, fish farm, fish farm double? Yeah. Is oh, it yeah, more natural. or less accurate than filet? <laughs> About Croc, the same, I would say. Croc made a deal with Groen. They would sell the two non-meat sandwiches on a Friday. Croc's own hula burger, grilled pineapple with cheese on a cold bun, and the filet of fish, and whichever sold the most would be added to the permanent Menu and the flay of fish wins. That didn't work. The flay of fish won hands down. Ooh, a burger. Can we address that the guy's name is Croc? Yeah, Ray Croc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is the McDonald's king. Yeah. Did you ever watch the the, the movie? The founder. The founder. Yeah, brilliantly played by oh, Michael Keaton. That brilliantly. movie was great. Like I never thought I would be that interested in watching a movie about the McDonald's franchise and the company and how it was birthed. But fuck, was that a good movie? Yeah, it was just like that. I don't want to think about birth at McDonald's. <laughs> well, that's news at 11. News at 11, birth at McDonald's. Another thing from the week was the North Carolina woman, again, North Carolina, uh, gave birth and didn't know she was pregnant. That's why you want to go there, isn't it? That's always weird. It's going to be we the next used... Florida man? Like, yeah, you, you hear... want to get ahead of the curve and <laughs> so you can cover all these ridiculous stories? No, I just want to get away from you guys. Oh, well. So just get the, fuck the out weird part is, is you hear stories about this of a lady giving birth and not knowing that she was pregnant. Um, that's weird. Yeah, as uncomfortable as all of the women I have known were during pregnancy, like it was constant. Just how being sick, how being sore, daft being bloated, do you have being to be? Anything to not be aware of your uh, of pregnancy, or right? how horrible is your normal life where all of those things are apparently already happening? Yeah, like it's <laughs> just oh, it's just, Tuesday. Yep. What's all this water leaking out of my vag? Like, I just thought I had bad gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> never was, trust a fart. That actually, it was somebody who said that to one of them I read. I just thought I had, I, I had a gas leak. That's just so weird to me. And then, and then, what if they're like drinkers and smokers and oh, stuff? Yeah. Oh, and then, you know what's funny though is you think they these do are the, that, uh, and those babies so come out just fine. Well, I've seen that. They did that through the 50s and the 60s and the 40s and the 30s. Did you see those kids on their fifth birthday? Did you? No, not on their fifth birthday. Yeah, there's a difference between delivering healthy babies and your kid gets good grades in preschool. Like, some of those kids don't get good grades in preschool. Well, that's how they're raised. (laughs) Nope. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's a combination of the two. I think it's nurture and nature. Yeah. Yeah. But brain damage, uh, you can't nurture away. So, by the way, they eventually did have the McFish, but they were called McFish Bites. Really? Well, they probably fish did nuggets. bite. They were fish nuggets. Oh, that's shitty. Not even fish sticks? No. No, they were nuggets. I don't remember them, and I'm glad I don't. See, that doesn't work for me, because I like to have, you know, if I'm going to dip it in the tartar sauce, I, can, I need something to hold on to. You need a stick. Right, yeah. Uh, I would actually, I'm wondering why McDonald's doesn't do fish sticks. Like, like you can get kids to eat fish sticks. They probably do, just not here. Yeah, but there's a whole other world of McDonald's. Oh, there is. Australia elsewhere. loves their McDonald's. Australia loves their McDonald's. Well, you know, you guys ever eat McDonald's in Florida? They have the McDonald's Bistro. Mm-hmm. You can get a panini. You can get a and panini? fries. 
Orlando? Well, yeah, they have, well, there's a couple of them, but yeah, they have one in Orlando. It used to be the world's biggest. Now, because they built a bigger one, like in China. Let me let me tell you guys, because I, I I'm a frequenter of Orlando. I used to be a frequenter of Orlando, Florida. They had the world's largest McDonald's, which had the bistro menu. And then, across the 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 interstate, there's another McDonald's that's specifically bistro. It's a two story. You go upstairs. They got like air hockey and shit. Hmm. No, but you kidding. can you can get a panini. So they have air hockey in a McDonald's. And, yeah, and it's like it, it's like it, it's like it's like the bastard child of McDonald's and Panera Bread. There is a that's weird. There is a there is a restaurant in um, I believe it's the Leelanau Peninsula. No, wait. What's the what's what's the what's right above Emmett? What's the, what's right above Traverse City? Right above Traverse right, City. Yeah, yeah. Right above what's the uh, um, county? Do you remember? You're, you're talking about you're, you're talking about the Leland Peninsula, the Pinky Finger. Yeah, up the Pinky. That's that's, that's Leland Peninsula. Okay, there's a restaurant up there that is a five star restaurant and bowling alley. It has like so you you go and you're eating in the restaurant and then like around the corner that looks gross are three lanes for bowling hmm. and only arcade three? games only three lanes what it's really weird that's kind of lame yeah I forget what it's called but it's it's, it's not, really not weird not sure how I feel about that yeah I didn't either it felt like I was in the wrong place so that's gross. <laughs> So I brought Rob over here so we can we can share mics today. Ooh, and uh, so I listed up, I looked up a list of odd things at McDonald's from around the world. Oh no! Oh god, no! Don't don't do the list. <laughs> Please don't do the this list. Looks do so, it. This looks do it. looks around. Taro pie. Taro pie. It's in China. Yeah, it's taro root filling. Say that again. Taro root. Taro root. Yes. Yeah. Filling. Yeah. Yep. An Ovaltine McFlurry. Ovaltine? Ovaltine. Ovaltine. No, it's O V O M A L T I N E. Ovaltine. What the fuck is that? I have no idea. This is like Brazil. Ovaltine malt. Ovaltine. Flurry. Yeah. Ovaltine malt. Ovalt. They have McNoodles in Austria. You have to recognize when you're smashing words together and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Like, right. cut your losses. Find a new McNoodle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they have the McCurry pan in India. Of course. Shocker. I was going to say, it's got to be like Thailand or India or something what? like that. McNurnberger? McNurnberger! McNurnberger! Sorry, I read it wrong. It's the Der McNurnberger. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Oh, hello, Dern McNurnberger, please. That's only slightly better than Nuremberger. Dern McNurnberger? So that's in Germany, and it's three bratwurst serving on normal bu- normal hamburger bun with mustard and onions. What the? F- I mean... <laughs> why do I want to eat that? It doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad, but why would he just put it on a hot dog bun? That's well, weird. It's Germany. Wait, wait, wait. Apricot in a regular Sundays. Uh, Hamburger bun? Yeah, like yeah. like side by side, like a bed of a bed of bratwurst yeah. stuffed like on a hamburger. Full size bratwurst? Yeah. Or yes. they like baby bratwurst? Well, I'm assuming it's McDonald's size bratwurst, so everything's smaller. Yeah. But right. it looks like it's on like a solid like brioche type bun. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to try it. I'm not gonna lie. The apricot sundae is in Turkey. Mmm, I, I kind of want to try that too. 
The pineapple Oreo McFlurries in Columbia. Ooh. Pineapple Oreo? That's interesting. The McShrimp. <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> the better shrimp. <laughs> it's McShrimp? McShrimp. There's actually what I skipped. It's at the top. It actually is shrimp, too. It's the Abbey Filet O Shrimp Burger. <laughs> and that's little they've, tiny baby shrimps they've that they've like, put together and made it into a patty and deep fried it. This is not okay. No, that's yeah. weird. McDonald's needs to be stopped. <laughs> it's gone too far. It's gone too far. What else they got? Oh, the mashed potato burger. Poland? China. Oh, really? surprising. That's surprising. A beef patty topped with bacon and mashed potatoes. That sounds delicious. I was actually going to say Ireland because I'm a jerk. <laughs> oh, gross. Bubblegum squash McFlurry. <laughs> oh, my God. Australia and New Zealand. Bubblegum's like, wait, it's bubblegum and squash combined? Bubblegum squash is a bubble. type of squash. Oh, okay. Because in my head, I pictured, like, bubblegum oh, ice cream. Oh. Squash means marshmallows. <laughs> what? Marshmallows. It's marshmallows? Yeah, yeah. squash means marshmallows in this case. They're, they're squishy. Oh, well, that sounds delicious then. So, wait, yeah. is it bubblegum so ice cream? Yeah, it's bubblegum flavored and, mar- and marshmallow. So, basically, it's just marshmallow cream. Kind of. Bubblegum. Bubblegum flavored marshmallow cream. Yeah. That That's boring. Like, I'd try it. I mean, it looks like it's got little I'd rather have a squash that was, that was called bubblegum. Right. Sausage and eggs, twisty pasta breakfast. What the hell? Italy? China. China gets China's all the weird. China's weird, man. Ooh, the chicken and McDo with spaghetti. The chicken McDude? McDoo. Ah, oh, McDoo. The Philippines. It's a fried chicken leg with a side of spaghetti and red sauce. What the f- <laughs> And you get that at McDonald's. Sure. Yeah, at the, Phili- in the Philippines. <laughs> Thank you. I love the name of the next one. Is it so amazing? Is it better than Noonie Burger or whatever? No. Here we have from, from Malaysia the Prosperity Burger. Oh, Yes. <laughs> It's got curly. Oh, sorry. No, Twister fries. Twister fr- in the burger. They are seasoned. Can't Delicious. call them curly fries. You'll get yeah. sued by um, Arby's. Arby's. Arby's will take you out. Twister fries. Arby's huh? always finds out. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's Baskin Robbins. Sorry. Uh, that's crazy. It resembles the McRib, but it's beef. So it's not real beef if it resembles the McRib. Right. Well, the, the McRib isn't <laughs> real shit. ribs. So. I know it's not. <laughs> it's like meat product in a rib shape. Wait, did they do the same with the shrimp one? Is it like an event? Meat shaped rib shape? product? <laughs> no. The, the shrimp. If the, it's actually the, fried, the shape of a cow. It's like the shape of a patty. Yeah. Like, like patty do? No, not patty Patio furniture? On their side. And then somehow. They probably like super glue it together. I'm assuming uh. that seems like a thing to McDonald's. Gorilla glue, yeah. Yeah, they're big into that. Just batter it. Disgusting. <laughs> edible gorilla glue. You know what happens? No, it's just regular gorilla glue. Oh, yeah, is... but you just say edible so people feel better about it. Yeah, yeah it's like clean coal. It's not really a thing, but you, you talk about it. Like it's a thing. So, so what happens is we have to get these items here somehow, and then we have to videotape ourselves eating I'd them. I'd much rather we go there and try yeah. them. I would much rather do that too. We could do that made of money, Ken. When we go to find the uh, ice wall, the edge of the right? <laughs> and then we can take them and throw them off so they don't come back. Yeah. We can do that. I saw a I picture the other day of a representation that supposedly should satisfy everybody, where it's flat 
and then there's the curve underneath. <laughs> it curls under? Yeah. It's like a dewlap? Well, it's like, it's more like you cut the earth in half. It's like a hemisphere. I'm going more, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm gearing more toward the donut theory now. <laughs> I just want a picture of the stack of turtles that the flat earth is sitting on top of. Is it yes. a stack of turtles or it's just one? Turtles, you know, turtles. turtles you know, it can down. be a stack. Why not? Why? That's why a good what's, book, let's, by the way. We've just said it's a stack of turtles. What book? Turtles All the Way Down. Okay, never heard of it. It's a Discworld novel, I believe. Uh, actually, it's not. It's a uh, kid's. Uh, it's like a kid's romance novel or whatever. I thought it was a Discworld novel, wasn't it? <laughs> That's where I saw it. It was in the Discworld. I thought it was Terry oh. Pratchett. Oh, but the turtle, the, the earth sitting on the back of a turtle is an old thing. I'm yeah. just happy that other people know Discworld other than myself. Like, I'm not the last one. Oh, the, the, the depth of bizarrity that happens in this podcast. Dude, you have no idea. Yeah, it's the one I was talking about was Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. Oh, I was talking about the Discworld novels by Terry Pratchett. Sorry. And smacking my microphone with my forehead. Like you're a champion at doing. I'm so good at it. Like, I should go pro, guys. <clears throat> so, you know what's even worse than leaving your goldfish? Bees? Exactly, bees. And Pete's allergic to bees. <laughs> Yum. So, so, imagine this. This being is like my nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> That's why I gave this you this. This is why one. you gave it to me, and you're a jerk for it. Actually, I didn't remember that until just now. Worst story ever. Worst story ever. Right. So, yes, this is frightening. Um, if you thought multiple bees flying around you were bad, just imagine having them inside your eyelid. That's what a 29-year-old Taiwanese woman experienced last week after she began suffering from severe eye pain and found four bees under her eyelid feeding on her tear ducts. They really do drink our tears. I just want everybody to know that. <clears throat> it's terrifying the finding was described by doctors as the world's first and despite the terrifying encounter the woman is expected to make a full recovery score due in part to the fact she did not rub her eyes which could have led to further inflammation of her cornea or blindness or getting stung in the freaking no 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 bees they don't bite the hand that feeds them they know better sweat bees blah there were sweat bees because it felt like dirt or sand in her eye the woman said she tried to flush it out with water but was unsuccessful how tiny are these bees F- sweat bees are pretty small and they're not really bees they're they're not really bees so the entire article is a lie it's not a lie sweat bees can live in your eye apparently and they love to drink your tasty tasty tears but they're not bees and they never call them sweat bees they do call, we call them sweat bees right but they're not bees no they're like little tiny hornets Okay, so they're in the bee family? They're in the bee family. Uh, okay. I retract my statement. I don't know if they actually pollinate, but they're in the bee, the bee family. Mm. They try to bite you. Can you be in the bee family if you don't pollinate? Yeah, you can be in the bee family just by being a bee. Mm. As long as you're not an asshole at the party and bring sounds some like potato salad, so it's fine. It sounds, right. like, it sounds like a bee movie plotline. <laughs> it totally is. See, Dude, these are super freaking tiny. They look like like large fleas. Let's see, the thing, the honeybee, the four honeybees in your eyelid, I mean, I'd be freaked out. I mean, there's no way you, you, that can happen and you don't right. know it. But that's the story they're selling. Well, yeah, that's obviously, it's clickbait. Well, yeah. Those are really tiny. Yeah, they they're are. very they're very small. They are. Right. And they don't look like the sweat bees that I'm thinking of. Me neither. I'm thinking of the ones I'm that, like, chase you, like, when yeah. you, 
when summer hits, all of a sudden you walk outside and you got like there's... 15 of them around you. That's what I'm thinking about too. They're jerks and I hate them. Jerk bees, punch them in their bee face. Yeah, stupid jerks. But without bees, we all die. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? So here's the thing. Like, I'm allergic to bees, but I'm actually thinking about putting some pollinators in my yard, like, farther away in the corner, just to help bees. You just can't go outside? I can go outside. I'll fight them. I'll lose. (laughs) Are you referring to yourself as the pollinator now? Yes. Okay. (laughs) The pollinator. I am the pollinator. (laughs) Put some pollinators out in the yard? <laughs> let, let me pollinate your stain and because it's Tuesday. <laughs> Alright, what do you got, Kung? How much would you pay to avoid FOMO? 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 FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Ooh, nothing. <laughs> the answer apparently is as much as a down payment on a reasonably priced used car. Oh my word! Tickets for Avengers Endgame went on sale Tuesday morning, and opening last t- uh, opening night, tickets sold out insanely fast. Uh, the movie set records for pre-sale, beating the both the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. And some people are real mad they didn't get theirs. Perhaps enough to spend four figures. I wish I was this rich. What a right. stupid thing to spend your money on. According to WUSA, WUSA 9, uh, opening night tickets uh, and ticket packages for Endgame are popping up on eBay, and it's getting downright futile. One listing for four tickets in Crystal Lake, Illinois, was starting minute, to bid at $1,000. Are, are you saying futile as in futile or futile as in F-E-U-D-A-L? F-E-U-D-A-L. Oh, futile. Okay. Like as in, okay. Not futile. Like medieval times. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was wondering. They're going to yeah. joust for these tickets. Currently, there are no bids on that one, by the way. Uh, another selling four tickets and in the evidently much more upscale Skokie, Illinois, Ooh. for those of you keeping track, uh, region of uh, Illinois for $5,000. $5,000. So apparently, we're the wrong kind of nerds. No, we we're the right the, kind of nerds. But we don't have the like multi-figure income to be able to drop but you can spend 20 but you can but you can do four, 24 payments of 241 dollars if that's more your speed yeah we don't have the scratch for that um so is this happening that because i know this happens to concerts and a lot where somebody will get to the window and buy every single ticket because they're a douchebag and then i don't think that's it i think i think somebody just bought tickets and like tried to you know be a douchebag somebody has some <laughs> two tickets Listed for a hundred thousand dollars. No, they just want to see if some idiot. They're bites. just waiting for somebody to bite on that. Yeah. Uh, the five thousand update, uh, according uh, Dateline Interwebs, hundred thirty-two thousand five hundred twelve. Um, the five thousand uh, dollar one is no longer available. Not sure if uh, someone bought them or not, but uh, but another popped up, selling ten tickets for a total of twelve grand in Oklahoma City. That's stupid. So I guess it's going to be an insane person. There's one ticket. In New York Center, row C, for $10,000 with one bid. Somebody actually bidded that. Yeah, I'm looking to see where the bids are, and that's the first one I It found. better be like the middle seat, too. Like, you better be in the dead center of that theater. It says you're, recline you're seats. in row C. Like, yeah. If they're listing them from front to back. You're in the shitty you're row. You're in the worst rows for movies. Yeah, you're in the front. 
You don't want to be in the front. You want to be like middle. You want to be where the sound hits you, like right in the middle of their like, auditorium. Like how shitty this yeah. one is. But this see, person's listed their tickets for ten thousand dollars, two VIP tickets. What and the hell's a VIP ticket? And to get around having to pay fees on eBay, they listed it as if it's benefiting a charity. <laughs> That's dirty. The charity of wash my balls. I'm charging you a million. <laughs> All proceeds donated to. Uh, Washmyballs.com? Washmyballs.org. Oh, yeah, dot .org. Yeah, well, it profit. goes to help veterans who've lost both of their arms <laughs> in the war. Dude, you missed it. You should have said veterans have lost balls. both their balls. No, like, someone's you... got to wash the like, balls. no bald veterans. They have no balls. They well, no, they don't have... See, there's... Maybe that's what we should do. We should start a website that's for veterans that has this size of people who have no balls, who have arms, and this size of people who have balls and no arms so they can help each other out. But then that's just veterans servicing veterans, and <laughs> like a whole other. That's the name of the channel, charity. right? <laughs> veterans servicing veterans. That's really terrible to veterans. I was I like, was you guys, and I'm just joking. I appreciate but... our veterans. It was just a funny joke. Call me your tits or your balls. But if I was doing have. the math here. Um, <laughs> if you have a million dollars, paying ten thousand dollars for a dumb ticket is like. A drop in the it's a penny. It's a penny. It's a, it's a penny. If you've got like a thousand dollars, you you paid a penny for those tickets. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I would still like not bother. I wouldn't do that. You could actually, you can actually go to the theater. You do that for the and just to say to your dumb friends, I paid five thousand dollars for a ticket to see Avengers. But you can spend. Yeah, then your friends are gonna look at you and be like, "Yeah, you're a dumbass." <laughs> but you can actually spend less than that and do a private screening before hours. Yeah, but you didn't pay and push some other poor people out. That's right. You're missing the point. <laughs> it's about making it better for you and worse for the peasants. Right. Thus the word feudal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does not come to you. It's really it's really all about what do we it, what do we do in a post fire festival world? I was just gonna say that I'm getting a whole lot of fire festival vibes off this whole thing. Yeah, I, I feel I, I feel like that people. asshole is probably the one selling the ticket. He probably is. Right. So if somebody actually went in there and bought a whole bunch of tickets and ends up not selling them, do they just sit in the row by themselves? I, I wish I could so. go to that and take a yeah, I totally would, they too. Do. I'd be, they like, stretched go, out across three seats. They have to go alone and think about what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you watch this movie alone. That would be amazing. I would absolutely would do that. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised because it feels, it feels to me like that asshole has no friends. <laughs> but the, the I'm not going to be there. If he's buying, like, it should be kind of like the Imagine Theaters where you have assigned seats. So... It doesn't matter where, like, he wants to sit. You paid for that seat, and that's the seat you have to be in. <laughs> like, we put right. armed security in there just to make you forcibly sit in row C. <laughs> row C. <laughs> All up on the Off screen. To the side, yep. And this is why you don't have nice things. <laughs> and that's going to be a time for a break. So when we come back, we're going back to uh, our the last 12 of our... Um, what is it, Ken? Cognitive biases. Yeah, those. So, we'll be right back, bitches. Can we go back to doing what? This. We're going to talk about ne- we're going to talk about cognitive biases. Cognitive biases. Again. Cognitive biases. So, should we go through the rundown of where we left off score-wise? Oh, yeah, yeah, give us the rundown, sure. Jabo. All right. Pete and Danan are tied. Yeah. At 6 of Mental piece. disorders apiece. 6 cognitive biases apiece, baby. Followed by Ken at five, 
Followed by apparently I'm lying, Jabo at three. Three. At least you can admit it. Yeah, surprisingly, the guy who's keeping score like isn't biased about anything. Weird. He, he's the guy that wants Weird to be the baker in Monopoly. Right. I don't want to be the, the baker. The baker? The baker, not the baker. The candlestick maker. I'd definitely rather be the candlestick maker. Just the because candlestick you maker? just dropped your pie crust on the couch. I did. Okay, for those who don't know, we took a break, and it is Ken's birthday today. So we had Ken birthday pie. And it was a delicious apple crumble pie. And I went to put my plate down, and the crust fell and exploded all over me and the room. Right. Quick poll for those of you listening. Who avoids eating crust? Right. Who had crust to drop? Because that was also delicious. It was it was rich and buttery. Right. I, I wasn't not going to eat it. I was going to put the plate down, and it dumped all over me. I'm not That's an it. excuse. That's just an excuse, I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing crust. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Pete this one. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Thank on this. you, sir, dude. Whatever uh, is in your underwear, my birthday, and I'm feeling we generous. don't need to know. What? <laughs> my crust. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna charge five thousand dollars on eBay for that. <laughs> for your crust. For my crust, dude. I wonder if we actually should put a, a thing up for that and see if anything happens for it. Pete's crust. My crust. Oh, just like everyday po- post like dozens of like random garbage you find around the house for like ridiculous prices and just see if anyone's like right feeling saucy and, with their money one day. And you don't even have to know what it is. Like you could just like put it up there. This thing. I, I feel like this is Dana still being pissed off about the twenty got twenty five million dollars for the border wall. It's possible. Like what? He's just like, like what other garbage can I throw out there that people will buy? <laughs> I am so. Uh, I mean, I'm glad they finally gave the money back to everybody and decided not to go fund me that wall. But, I mean, honestly, if that had gone through, obviously everyone just posts whatever dumb shit pops into their heads, makes a million dollars. All right. Ken, would you like to introduce us to a new cognitive bias that we may suffer from? Right. We're going to talk about declinism. Okay. Or declinism, depending on your uh, ethnicity and, and, and preferred pattern of speech. All right, what is declinism uh, or declinism? You remember the past better than it was and expect the future to be worse than it will likely be. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think the good days are over. You peaked in high school. It's all downhill from here, guys. Well, or that the 50s were better than today and uh, the future is run by terrible millennials. Yeah. Who suffers from this one? I feel like so maybe wait, I do. I think we so, have all said things on this podcast. Yes. That, that yes, we have waxed nostalgic numerous times about the glories of our youth. And who's got a super optimistic view of the future? Anybody? 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 Well, Anybody? Are we Star Trek fans? No. I have a no. really <laughs> optimistic uh, point of the future, I feel. Oh, yeah? You're, you think you think that we're going to win? Well, everybody wins. Really, oh. really, what it boils down to is how far out do you widen the lens when you think about the future? Well, I think about when everything's going to collapse back in on itself and then start to re-expand to the next Big Bang. Oh, see, I was just excited. See, he's 25 million years in the universe. future. Yeah. Or uh, probably 25 trillion years. I'm, I'm, on the other hand, just thinking about, like, you know, okay, so I'm going to be good. Like, my, my life... I feel is going to be good moving forward. Um, the, the the lives of my friends who I see moving forward with their lives, and you know, there's some of them having kids and getting married. You know, um, this weekend, as a matter of fact, we're we're going to a wedding. 
So I, I, you know, I see all of that stuff happening, and I see people's lives moving forward, and it, it, it makes me happy. I'm, uh, it, I, I think, well, their lives are going to be good too. And I think about like Flint, uh, as Pete mentioned earlier. We live in Flint, and uh, Flint's burgeoning renaissance, and the people who are working to make Flint a better place. And and I, and I think that the, the the future there is bright. But the farther out you draw the lens. <laughs> And you think about where the country as a whole is headed and where the world as a whole is headed, and that's when it starts to get kind of bleak. I feel like uh, I'm going to have a good time brushing my teeth tonight. Right. Anything past that. Anything past that is up for grabs. (laughs) That seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. And I might even not even have a good... I, I still doubt the fact that I'm going to have a good time brushing my teeth tonight. might accidentally sneeze mid-brush and then, like, stab the roof of your mouth. It's going to break or, a tooth off or something. So you don't like yeah. think it's necessarily going to be bad, but also not necessarily good. Right. Just kind of an indifferent... The glass isn't, yeah, the, the isn't going to be half full or half empty, but there is going to be water in it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to have some amount of water in it. Yeah. Fair enough. Dana? Yeah, the whole world's going to be a giant dumpster fire, but we'll still have uh, marshmallows. So, okay. okay. You know. Is it bubblegum marshmallows? Because if it's not, I don't care. Well, I hope so. Right. I mean, otherwise, it, you just have a dumpster fire. So, how about this, guys? Instead of relying on nostalgic impressions of how great things used to be when, you're wanting to, when you talk about wanting to make America great again... Uh, use measurable metrics such as life expectancy, levels of crime and violence, and prosperity statistics. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever going to do that. Mm, no. That requires way too much thought that most people are willing to put in, even when right. uh, de- you know determining the future of their own happiness. Yeah. Dave, just total emotion. So, side question, and I know we're trying to get through this, but I, I, do you think that that's a result of people... Yes. <laughs> miss or underestimating the amount of, of, of impact they have on their own lives. Yes, well, probably. And the, the, they've accepted to a certain extent that other that the, the the their life is in other people's hands. Yes, though. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. The world owes everybody something. I don't believe that, but that's what they'll say. Oh, it's it's that, it's that whole millionaires and waiting thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was going with that. Uh, All right. So, Pete, yeah or nay? Oh, yeah, probably yes. Danon? Oh, for sure. Ken? I'm going to say yes just because I can't have half a point. That's where I'm at. I'm going to say yes as well. But I will say, though, however, I counteract this with the three C's. Don't criticize. Don't complain. Don't complain. Complain. That was wrong. Don't complain or complain. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? Criticize, complain. And don't be a cunt. Condemn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> don't be a cunt. <laughs> don't be a cunt. <laughs> but I took a point as well. All right, what's next? All right, uh, framing effect. All right. You allow yourself to be unduly influenced by context and delivery. Wait. So aren't you supposed to be influenced by context? I have a question you about this one. Should be unduly. Unduly. Yeah, yeah. So like to an excessive extent. I think this is about marketing. So, like, if you're at the the expo and are unduly swayed by the marketing in the air, right? Okay. Love is in the air. Like the like the used Every car salesman tells you that uh, 
you know, the Ferrari will get you, you know, imagine a chick next to you or something like that, a beautiful yeah, woman. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that sounds great. I can afford that. Then you get home and you realize you're just, you're out of a home. And you're living in your Ferrari. Hmm. I, I have another question about this one real but quick. It's still getting tail, right? Yo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yo, tail Ferrari. Pi- tail pipes. <laughs> Sticking in while it's hot, baby. Oh, that burns. Um... It depends on vegetar. Right. Right. So, Ken, can you read this one of what, what it says that the framing question. effect is? What? Go, buddy. Does this? How does this take any effect about listening to things like comedy acts? I don't know. Let's read the thing. Actually, that makes a lot of sense, though, because the delivery of comedy is a right? big deal. And the context of the comedy. I mean, yeah, it is. I think everybody automatically falls into this just because we have things like that well i was gonna think about like from a news standpoint uh so so i was thinking of it from like a news standpoint as far as like sensationalism and all the fun stuff that we get on our various news feeds and outlets and whatever where they're like the delivery is like what slant they're putting on it the adjectives yeah. well yeah. yeah you know it's 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 like how you, it's like talking to a dog <laughs> no you, i see what you're on. saying though. yeah like if <laughs> no, you no, stop there if you get super excited <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like hey buddy you want to go to the vet be put to sleep yeah yeah let's go let's go and the dog will get excited yeah it will <laughs> you can say anything that you want as long as it sounds good yeah that's your tonals mm-hmm. your tonals and how you say it's something all, see it's like, all about delivery like you're really a nice asshole. Like, did 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 the German hey, people you, really think they were superior to Jews, or did you you, Hitler's <laughs> delightful speech just convince no, him of it? So like, yeah, I can see that. Like, like, so, so why don't doctors walk in and say, "Your husband died"? <laughs> you know, like, we don't have doctors that do that. We have robots now. Oh yeah, it's like right. that episode of Family Guy where the where, where the uh, the yeah. doctor comes in, and he's like, uh, and and you know, here's his barbershop quartet to explain what's going on, and then they come in and like, you have AIDS, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not HIV, but full blown AIDS. Hey, can you that, know, it's that kind of thing. You know my uh, my belief in wanting an Australian doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because nothing sounds bad with an Australian accent. Crikey! Oh, uh, so we uh, we got your test results back, and it uh, it turns out you got butt cancer. <laughs> It's right. It's true. It's not yeah. colon cancer. No, it's, it's butt, butt cancer. cancer. <laughs> butt cancer. It's like having incurable chick cancer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So framing effect. Framing effect. Uh, we all like to think that we think independently, but the truth is that all of us are, in fact, influenced by delivery, framing, and subtle cues. Uh, this is why the ad industry is a thing, despite almost everyone believing they are not affected by advertising messages. Right. Damn it! I really want McDonald's now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I want <clears throat> stuff from Red Lobster, even though I hate seafood. It looks delicious. It do- absolutely does. It's never as promised. No. You know, I wish the Your restaurant industry fun. took after the retail interest industry and did it just like picture. Yeah. Just like picture? Yeah, JLP. Remember that? Yep. Make this look just like this picture. But we don't have any of these products in stock. Make it look like the picture. Make it look like the picture. I would be okay with paying $15 minimum wage if it made it look like a picture. Right. <laughs> made it look like a picture? All right. Okay, so how, so. how do we combat the framing effect? 
uh, to combat the frame effect, we must uh, only when we have intellectual humility to accept the fact that we can be manipulated. Can we hope to limit how much we are? To be mindful of how things are being put to you. Okay, so who suffers from the framing effect? I think everyone does, whether we admit it or not. That's, right, that's, that's why this is kind of an obvious we've, one. Yeah, we've all got to get, uh, we're all getting a point for that, I think. Yeah. I don't right. think, I I'm actually sure think that's bias. I think that's just people. I think that's talking. nature, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to put a point down for everybody, but I'm stating right. the under fact protest. that. Under protest. I'll take the point, but under protest. But I, I strongly okay. believe <laughs> that this is just <laughs> human nature. All right. The just world hypothesis. This is the depressing one. Yeah. Your reference for a, your preference for a just world make you presume that it exists. Oh. Yeah, sadness. So is this the wishful thinking of a golden society? Yes. Yes. Well, that's never going to happen. The shining city on a hill. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. have this one. Yeah, where people are not bastard-coated bastards with bastard filling and yeah. bastard sauce on the side for dipping. Yeah, yeah. Are they like McNuggets? They're like the old. Oh no! They're like the McNuggets from the eighties with like they're the like, veins in them. No, they're like they're like. Dude, you know what I they're miss fr- the what they are? They're they're frozen dinosaur nuggets that have been microwaved instead of fried. <laughs> That's gross. You monster. <laughs> That's, That's disgusting. Like, I feel like we're falling into declinism right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about missing some, some nuggets. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying I miss the dark n- nuggets. Where they actually had the dark and white meat. Hey, do, do you guys want do, do you guys re- I remember those. They were good. I used to work there and there there would literally would be veins in the do, nuggets. Do you guys remember Do you guys remember when they had boneless dark meat chicken at KFC? They used to have boneless dark meat chicken. No, I don't remember that at all. It was a thing. It was like they were like chicken, like, like you know, like they do the chicken tenders. I feel like that's a myth. No, it it was a thing. It was like a boneless, skinless chicken thigh that was breaded and fried. You sure and it's it, not a legend? No, it was it was a thing. I I got some from the from the one in fact. I think there was like a, there was a test market. No, oh. for some reason it didn't work out, but they were great. I just remember the original chicken little sandwiches. You remember? You remember when KFC actually came out with chicken sandwiches? Like actual on a bun chicken sandwiches? You mean not the double down? No. <laughs> the double down was. They had great sandwiches. Stuff. They really did sandwiches well. Chicken sandwiches. Yeah. So in your just world, everybody would have chicken sandwiches. Is that what in you're a world to say in which here? people don't always get away, get get away, get away, get what they deserve. Hard work doesn't always pay off, and injustice means uh, just injustice happens is an uncomfortable one that threatens our preferred narrative. Here we go with preferred narrative. Remember that it's a it's a key driver in our society today. However, it is also the reality. Yeah, I've I've learned this the hard way. I've learned this. Yeah. Um, this actually goes into my problem with the framing effect. I mean, not the framing effect, but but like like Rob said, declinism. Because now that you know that the just world doesn't really exist, it's hard to see things better on the horizon like ken said when you expand the the scope yeah when you draw the, when you draw the lens all the way out right. it gets bad well because this is where i'm oddly going to take a a step away from my my pessimism and say that that the the just world in all caps does not exist but as a whole people kind of agree that you don't want to walk around your life 
worried about being murdered. Right. You, nobody wants to do that. And so you kind of have to not murder a bunch of people. And then the other people on the street have to also not murder a bunch of people. And, like, you all kind of just by way of agreeing that we don't want personally bad things to happen to you, you kind of have to not do bad things to other people for the most part. So a lot of a lot of bad stuff slides through and you can really get burned in this thing but you kind of have to live your life like there is a just world right and i agree or just burn the whole thing down. see and that's part of the and 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 that's the sonder effect of the just world hypothesis uh a more just world requires us to be understanding empathy uh and 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 requires more understanding than blame uh and that everyone has their own life story and we are all fallible Right, we have to understand that. So I willingly submit myself to this bias, like just because I feel like someday it could get there. So yeah, I I totally follow this one. You could add a point to me, easy. Don't be a dick. Don't yeah. be a dick. I'm That's really it. Happily take this point and be like, yeah, I absolutely behave as if the world is just, or at least should be. Okay. Yeah. And have gotten burned for that. I know that the world is cases. not, and I don't go about. Assuming that other people are are just, I try to be as just as I can be and control the things I can control. So I will take a point for that one as well. Jonathan, I'm not taking a point. No. Ooh. He declines to take a point. What do we got next? In group bias. You unfairly favor those who belong to your group. Boy, is this one rampant. I hate you all. Wow. (laughs) Yes. This is rampant. This is tribalism, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I spend all my day, every day, fighting this one. Well, or you fight to try and get people to see that more people are in their group than they think. Right, that too. Yeah. I don't know if you can win this one. You can't. But maybe you can make the group big enough. Like, if see, aliens come trying to destroy us all, in conjun- we all hate aliens now. In conjunction with your, with your just world hypothesis, you assume that people can be convinced. Right. And the fallacy there is two things. Number one, people have to want to be convinced or have to be willing to be convinced. Yeah. And they have to believe that it's possible to convince someone. And, they, and, and, and mm-hmm. those, two, those two things are not always true. Well, especially if they don't realize that they unfairly favor their own group. And oh, a lot absolutely, of people, yeah. A lot of people don't see it. They really that's don't. That's weird to me. Yeah, it, it is weird. And that's why I said that you, you have to be careful of this one. Like, see, I'm not taking a point for this for exactly that reason. Right. Yeah, yeah me neither. But, like, for instance, I've been friends with Dana for a long time. Probably it's longer than anybody. It's three years. Yeah. Yeah, but if I found out that he did something douchey, like, I would still slap him, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I wouldn't just go along with him or, or favor him over, over or even say I had a job, and it was for a photographer. I, okay, I can't say that. See, I would take Dana in because of this bias. Well, but if another photographer came by and gave me a better portfolio, I'd hesitate, you know? No, you wouldn't. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody, it's absolutely who you know in this business. That's true. I feel like this is selective. It is. <clears throat> like, very selective. That's exactly why it's called in-group bias. <laughs> well, I mean, but, like, where... I'm steering my It's all right. He doesn't so, even talk. So, like, with your oh, friends... Wow. It's better this way. With your friends, you're going to 
want to favor them, but like Pete was saying, if one of my friends does something that's like supremely douchey, they're getting called on it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, possibly being ignored for a while. <laughs> right. But I mean, like you're saying, if you're, if you're hiring for some, somebody for a job and you know they're your friend, you know that guy's going to screw that job up. You know that guy's terrible for that job. You're not going to... You're yeah, not going to call no them up for it. Some people That's do, true. though. People in this group bias absolutely will put any moron that knows them, owes them a favor, or drinking buddies, into a position of power or something, and all of a sudden you're secretary of uh, education or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about the Trump and Bush uh, administrations. Yeah. Those are yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. just, well, I mean, you know, it at that. I was just thinking just about it. it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, such good, good stuff. Good stuff. Try to imagine yourself in a position uh, of those in out groups, uh, whilst also attempting to be dispassionate when judging those who belong to your in groups. Yeah, judge yeah. every individual harshly. Just yeah, just judge them all as though they were complete right. flats. It's like, I don't hate you. I hate everybody. See? Right. It's not you. Know. It's not. Right? It's not ah. you. It's me. It's not you, it's you. me. <laughs> no, no. It's, it, it, that's, that doesn't work. It's definitely... I invented it if it's not, it's not you, it's me. If it's anybody, it's me. <laughs> it's Ken. I get offended by that. It's Ken. So, in-group bias, Ken. Go. Uh, yes. Probably, yeah, but... Uh, but I do recognize it. And I will call out somebody that's in my group if they're a shithead. Dana. Friends are honest with each other. Kind of go no on this one. Okay. And Jonathan? Yeah. It depends on what I'm... I guess the topic. So I have to go yes. Okay. Because occasionally it happens. It's an all or nothing principle here. But it's... Yeah. It's binary. But it is... Well, everything's binary. But it is rare. Okay. Hence my statement. All right, so what's next there, Ken? Uh, coming up next, we have fundamental attribution error. <laughs> uh, you judge others on their character, but yourself on the situation. 100% everybody does that. No, I don't. Well, here, no, no, here's the thing. If if you show up late, right? If if I'm if, this is how people get judged. If I showed up late, you would judge me on the fact that I am not punctual and are shitty to you and not taking into you know not respecting you by showing up on time. If I show up late, I'm like, oh shit, I got stuck behind a bus or a train. You know, I'm not calling myself late. I'm just saying what happened is I got stuck behind a train. You know, yeah, it's situational. Yeah. Everybody does that. Well, I mean, you say that, but hopefully at some level on the inside, you know. Well, you, you hope. Late. You hope that. You hope you have that much self-awareness. Yeah. But you have to – most people don't. They're, most people lack that kind yeah, of self-awareness. Yeah, I'm saying. Most people don't. So, see, they tell me I don't talk, but it's because they don't let me, because they don't see me back here. <laughs> Do we need to get the paddle out? <laughs> I, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Do we need to get the paddle out? Yeah, why didn't you get the paddles out? Because you still don't see me half the time waving until I what? All right, well, well, go ahead and say what you want to say about fundamental attribution error. 
Well, I was going to go back to your example of you being late, and I normally don't consider you to be a bad person if you're late, like, at work. My first thing is, is Pete died. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if you don't know me, because you, you, once you know somebody, you know that they're, you judge it, you tend to judge them by the situation. But if you don't know me, you're like, if somebody's, like, late, you're like, well, this guy is obviously a shithead because he made me wait for 10 minutes. You don't get annoyed because as soon as you get annoyed, you're judging that person on their character. So we've we've had this we've had this ongoing situation at work. Yeah. Where we we've actually been like this person we've been having a a, a series of ongoing issues and the issues repeat themselves regularly. So you, you, you judge them on their character. You see this pattern of behavior. The pattern is the character. Usually. But when you talk to that person about this situation, they, there's always an excuse. They always have some kind of justification for what's going on. Well, I was just having a bad day. Or I forgot that one. No, you forgot. This is, this is, one, this is number 412 of a series of things you, you forgot. But... From your point of view, oh, I just I just forgot this one time. I screwed up. I, I you know everything else is fine. I just screwed up this one thing, and that's what a lot of people tend to do to themselves. I go out of my way to not do that. <laughs> I try to be very forthcoming about how I am, and I know I'm not the easiest person in the world to be be around. Um, I feel this is. The anti-Sonder. It is the anti-Sonder. Yes, it is 100%. Yeah, I would agree with that. You're, you're 100% right. And I Sonder way too much to have this, so my vote for myself on this one. I said the same. I vote for myself. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm voting for myself. <laughs> I'm voting for myself. Is it no? I don't know. This is a tough one. I'm sure I've done this before. Um, so I'm going to have to go yes, because there's no way that I do this every single time something like this happens. There's no way. Like, for instance, I have to call and talk to a lot of people, and this one person I've been trying to get a hold for a week, and every time I call, they've been at lunch, at a meeting, out of town, at a meeting, at lunch, and I call at different times in the day. Like I said, the next time, if they tell me that she's washing her hair, I'll know what happened, you know? I swear to God, Pete, just send me an email, man. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, it, 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 it starts to sink into you, like, why is she dodging me? Why does she give a shit? Why is she not, why is she not getting back to me? Why is she dodging me, right? But the truth of the matter is, maybe she really is that busy. But that thought enters my head. I'm like, oh, screw you, you know? So... I have to give myself a point on this because I there's no way, no possible way on earth that I understand what everybody's going through all of the time. Yeah, I am that person. I am the epitome of what Pete tries to find because, like, today, I was at my desk today for, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. So. But... I mean, so I have to give myself a point because I know I know I have the I have the self awareness to know that there is no way that I understand a situation every single time and don't judge somebody by what happens. Point for me. Well, Dana. Yeah. Um, 
Well, okay, wait. I'm going to say no, um, but maybe go back and give myself a point for the in-group bias, but the group <laughs> being me, where I'm unfairly biased to my favorite person, which is me. The group of you, you're, you're around yourself all the time, so even if you can, like Pete says, like you, you do your best, even if you are able to, to picture yourself in someone else's shoes, see how they're seeing your, your actions, you're going to have to skew things into I'm not a terrible person because I made these similar mistakes over and over again. You have to just like, well, you know, I messed that one up. I'll do better next time or loathe yourself. <laughs> we'll try it again tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a point in front of uh, Ken. No. No. Ken says no. I say no. Okay. But it, it's, it's judging myself in the situation. I, I, I'm, I'm very aware of my behavior patterns. All right, what's next? Uh, the halo effect. I have this one already marked a point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how much you like someone or how attractive they are influences your judgments about them. Yeah, that's why models exist. Our judgments are associated, are associative and automatic. And uh, so we, so if we want to be objective, we need to consciously control any irrelevant influences. This is especially important in a professional setting. I work with all ugly people, so I don't really like have this problem. Oh, they're not. They have way better things to do. Than this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they have great personalities? You know they do. They really have. Uh, all right. First of all, but the people I work with are not that are unattractive, but they really are great people. I, I love going to work every day. Um. But there are some people who just shouldn't be allowed to go out in public, <laughs> regardless of how good they look, because they get away with way too much shit because of this. See, I've learned from my 15 plus years of being in management that you can't do this. And so I've trained myself to not do this, and I take people for who they are now. I mean, as I, when I was younger, probably, sure, this happened. But I've learned and been burned more often than not. Oh, yeah. So this, I don't fall into this bias anymore because I don't, I don't see, you know, sure, somebody could be attractive. But if they're a shithead... I mean that's the biggest turnoff in the world. They got and they got they got to be made to aware, made aware of the fact that they're a shithead. No, right. Well, and it. if you're constant and if you're constantly you know you don't get away with anything that anybody else gets away with. I mean you learn when you're in management or as long as Ken and I or any of us have been that you can't have favorites. It doesn't work. No. So you have you 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 train yourself to not be influenced in this way. Wait, so is this past like initial shock of seeing somebody? Yeah, no, this is this is well, it's it's, it's 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 the initial it's the initial shock. You know, when you meet an attractive stranger, you tend to be nicer to them. But it's 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 throughout the course of a, a of, of an ongoing you know exchange or a relationship with someone. Well, see, I'm imagining this. This is just I see a hillbilly and I say hillbilly. Right. I'm a, yeah, well that stuff too. Well, yeah, I don't. That, that's that a different bias. That, that, that applies, I think. But you think that applies? This is knowing someone over time, and I, I'll tell you the uh, the the great thing about and Pete will back me up on this too. The great thing about getting over this is when is is when you realize that someone is used to this. 
Yeah. You try you treat everybody the same and every, everything's all cool and when then when that person fucks up and you call them out on it, they don't they th- like that. They th- they think they're being personally attacked. Yes. This this does happen. And they're shocked that someone's calling them out on this behavior. Right. Even though it's the shittiest behavior on the planet. Yeah, this this does happen when you call somebody out that's, yeah. that's used to this yeah. happening with them. What yeah. are you going to say, Jonathan? He took his point away. I took my point away because I was thinking of this in a different light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your light, no, this is a different thing. I think this, the one I was thinking of was the one I took earlier. Right. Or last week. Correct. Danon. You guys are being very careful not to say something. Are, are you talking specifically about pretty girls? No, just really. Well, you know, no, I'm, I'm actually. I'm, I mean, I'm not we're talking, guys I'm not, that I'm are attractive speaking, to girls. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not speaking about pretty girls in particular, but that is one of those situations where this applies. And I've had that happen numerous times with pretty girls where they're. You know everything's fine, but they you know they show up ten minutes late because they think that you guys have the, you think that they have this great rapport with you, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you late? And they're like, oh, tears. Was, yeah, they're like just instantly turn on the water. Oftentimes just, tears. They're right. just like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. It was you know, and then and then they get upset because you're not buying their their crap. And then you give them the warning, the written not, warning, because they've been late for three times. Right. And I'm not calling up. I'm not calling up pretty girls because it's not just pretty girls. It's you know, yeah, there's pretty boys. Yeah. Rob's here. Yeah, we got Rob back there. We let him in the room. But it's also like, um, the, not necessarily the way you're attracted to someone, but how you like something like, you know, you, you, got, you hire a guy and he's working for you and you joke around a lot and he's funny and, you know, he thinks that everything's pretty chill and he thinks that he can, you know, he starts pushing the limits a little bit. Mm, same okay. situation. It is the same situation. He thinks everything's cool, but you got to call him out on it and all of a sudden he's like, oh man, this job sucks. Yep, his it changes immediately. It, yeah, it's 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 like flipping a switch. Like I said, that's something that you learn being in management for a long time is you cannot you can't really even afford this bias because then you're stuck with like shitty employees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm biased for people who do their shit right the first time. Right. And I'm biased against people I, I'm biased toward, toward people who don't need to be managed. That's that's my bias when it mm-hmm. comes to when it comes to this kind of situation. That's what you Come learn. Come to work, do your thing. I, I, if I tell you what I, what, what I need and I expect it from you and you deliver, we're cool. That's it. That's where, yep, that's where my bias lies. So, in, yeah, in my work life, absolutely this is, I'm, I'm, I'm checking that one off the list. Yeah, I'm so not taking a point for I'm that. I'm not taking a point for that either. Danon. Um, I've never been in management. I guess I'm taking a point. Well, I mean, does this happen to you, though? Well, it doesn't necessarily, um, I mean, they, they, they reference a, 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 a professional setting, but. Other than Hadley runs me? I don't know. Well, kids <clears throat> are different, dude. Kids don't count. Yeah, but. I know she's getting away with stuff because she's cute. Has a has a <laughs> like has a has a, cu- has a has a has a cute girl ever counts. talked you into a lower fee for taking your pictures? Yeah. There you go. Well, so I have a bunch of ugly ones too. I'm mostly <laughs> just a bad person <laughs> to run a business. <laughs> okay, so I have something to add to this. He wants to speak, folks. I talk, do. Rob. Talk. I do want to speak. Uh, so I I work with two uh, guys who are. Korean adoptees. All right. And, oh, and they have uh, a Facebook channel where they talk about a lot of adoption things and, like, things that affect them. And what Ken was saying about, like, the, the employee that's pretty or, you know, whatever, a lot of those people, I think, will have this thing where they take um, correction as criticism. And so that's where you'll get a lot of that, where they've – that's just the way that their mind works and it's sometimes because of those situations but other times it's just 
that's how they've learned. I've also it's not been necessarily to de- defend a, it. But, on a yeah. side note, I've also been on the other side of this where I become instantly more credible if I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, yeah, true. I believe it. Yeah, if I have my glasses on, people just instantly like they just take what I whatever I say as gospel. Yeah, I used to get away with a lot more when I had hair. Also, if you also if you say anything with an English accent, they just assume that you're right. You mean when you were five? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was five, I got rid of I got he got away with only, everything. Yeah, he was the only balding eight year old. <laughs> If you have flashing lights and a siren on your car, people will pull over for you as well. That's true, too. All right, so we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. We need to hurry up so Pete doesn't turn into a pumpkin. I know I'm going to, man. All right, here we go. Optimism bias. Oh, wait, no, that's not what we're doing. Placebo effect. Placebo effect. The placebo effect. Go ahead. If you believe you're taking medicine, it can sometimes work even if it's fake. True. Is this like fake news? No, this is actual. I know what the placebo effect is. I'm okay. asking. No, it's not like fake news. No. It is not. Well, kind of. It depends on your point of view. I think it could be. Trump's fake news, uh, the stuff that he makes up on the spot, is good news to somebody. Exactly. Like how they're all the like, like how he keeps going around telling everybody that uh, you know the wall's almost done, when in fact they haven't built any of it. Well, they built like a couple sections for. No, trials. I think this is totally different because, like, fake news. You and I and people that actually research things recognize this. The placebo effect is more health related, and it's if you take something. And you don't recognize. I mean, they tell you it's medicine, but it's not. I mean, that's not something you can do research on. You just take it and it works. Essential oils? Well, you can do research on that. In fact, it says on there, homeopathy, acupuncture, and many other forms of natural medicine have been proven to be no more effective than placebo. Right. Right. So, yeah, yeah. the, the reason why people think essential oils work is because they believe they do. Mm-hmm. And that's the placebo effect. I, everybody falls into this in some way, shape, or form, in my opinion. No. Far yeah. too cynical for that. All those aspirin you took earlier, they're just sugar cubes. I don't take aspirin. Well, unless I actually have a headache, and then I'll take <laughs> aspirin. I just go to my doctor. Uh-huh. Every time you have a headache? No. I have to take Motrin for that. I can't take aspirin. I have a, I have a uh, acetaminophen that affects my liver. Really? Uh, so I take Motrin, which works just as well. But anyways, I believe that everybody falls into this, which yeah, is why take, they have it in every I didn't take up Tai Chi to lower my blood pressure. I just take a pill. <laughs> Science? Science, motherfuckers. Science. So, um... So point for me. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm not taking one for this. No, you're not? Mm-mm. If somebody gave you a pill and said this will make you feel better and you felt better and then found out later it was sugar, that wouldn't, ha- that wouldn't work? Well, Your body doesn't know what it is. you feel better it's sugar. I've taken multivitamins for I don't know how many times over the years and have never felt any difference. I like, take I, I take like, a B twelve every day and I wouldn't know if I didn't do it or not. No. Yeah. I, I I don't right now because it's just like whenever I run out of a a bottle of the multivitamins, I don't take them again for like three or four years. 
Because then it's like, well, maybe they work. I don't know. I'll take well, it. surprise, I'm going to be living to be 150, and you're going to only make it to 120. Ooh. Boom. Because of all the missing, all the time you missed out on those multivitamins. Oh, that B12. I'm going to say yes. I'm still going to take a point on this because take, if I was in a drug trial and it was completely blind. you got to take a B complex, my man. Yeah, if it was completely blind and they gave me a placebo, I wouldn't know. B complex vitamin in case of beer and some titties. That's all you need. All right. It would be 185. Vitamin double D. Vitamin double D. Danon's a no. Danon's a no. Ken is a no, probably. I'm taking a no on that one. And Jonathan is a... I'm naturally skeptical of everything. I can't. You can't turn that off. Yeah, I'm taking a no, too. All right. I'm going to take a... I'm taking a point on this. All right, what's next? The bystander effect. You presume someone else will do something in an emergency situation. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right past that car. Uh, Nope. I generally stop. Really? I've stopped for numerous accidents that I've seen happen and run over there. In fact... You know, the last time I stopped for an accident, I watched somebody die in front of me. No, I I stopped for accident. I seen a car flip, and I pulled my jeep over, and I ran. And there were actually a lot of people helping. And on the way back, I twisted my ankle on a piece of uh, concrete that kind of came off the median there, Hmm. and like was like off on my feet for like days. And I was like, "That's what I get," you know. It was one of those things. But yeah, no, I mean, that happens when you care about people. I I realized. Because of, you know, I know this exists, that um, you got to be there because I would expect somebody to be there for me. What was the Kitty Genovese study? You guys know this one, right? Hmm. Well, it, well, it was later proved not to be true, but the myth goes. The Kitty Genovese, there was, she was st- raped and killed um, in the parking lot of an apartment building with everybody watching it happen. And nobody intervened because they thought somebody else would. You know. Oh. And they, oh. they teach you about this in in like psychology courses and, and whatnot. So once you, you know about this and how this can happen, and that's one of the reasons why I actually will pitch in because I feel like somebody has to. Right. Uh, and, and that's why. But usually what you'll come to find out is I've stopped probably three – four accidents because there was one when i was even out of the state um but they didn't need any help we stopped because their car went off the road and we we came over and there were enough people there that we would have been in the way faith and i that's what i feel is like if i i probably i will look and see if anybody else looks to be doing anything and if i see somebody else doing something then i'm not going to because i feel like i will just be in the way yeah, it depends on the amount of people. Like, if there's, like, one person trying to pull somebody out of a wrecked automobile or trying to help somebody, I will go help them. Um, if there's a huge crowd of people, that's different. Right. I'm like, this is in good hands, I'm out, you know? But if it's one, maybe two people, and they look like they're struggling and they still need help, I will stop and ask. Right. I'd stop and ask. But... Even if it's just like, hey, do you need me to call somebody on the phone? You know, so I don't, I don't fall into this one. Um, I'm, I'm not going to take a point in this one. Pizza okay. Note. Well, in the context of all your <coughs> examples have, have actual people that you can see in trouble. Most of the ones that I would drive by 
are like on the side of the road. It looks like they blew a tire or something. Like I'm not stopping for every blown tire that I drive by. I have before, but if there's another person with them helping with that tire or something, right. then I don't well, stop because it looks like they're being helped. I have stopped for someone. I have helped people in situations. I've done stuff like, well, in even little things, I kind of uh, directed traffic a little bit today on the freeway. So there's this car behind me, like, going over the the right shoulder, like, just just weaving. This is, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. And this person is clearly on their phone or super drunk in the morning. I don't know. But, like, multiple times moving. And then tries to pass people. And I go into the left lane. She goes into the left lane and is now touching the left one. And so I'm, like, trying to speed up a little bit, get away from her. 475 is coming down into one lane so we got the two lanes going down to one and it's like holy crap this lady's now like all over the place at 80 miles an hour trying to pass these people so i just let up on the gas force her back behind the thing i get kind of close uh to push her back and over to the right because then she's trying to go around me and then speed up and just like box her in to keep her going in behind this like 65 mile an hour super slow car before we get into the construction and I zip ahead of her and push her. So now this lady's like trapped going slow with traffic. And it's like, God, I hope you were going to pay attention because you were going to kill someone today. And I wanted it to happen not quite at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yeah, you got to be careful of that stuff, you know? But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to take one for this, Ken. Yeah, no, I'm not. I joke about not stopping anymore, but uh, I stop when it's when, when it's needed. Yeah, Jonathan. If I see other people there and there are other people handling it, they got it. But I will be inclined to stop if I don't see something. But I've never also experienced having to. Okay. So, what if the other person has the same mentality as you? What do you mean? Yeah, well, that's what this bias is about. Yeah, like, okay, let's let's say that, okay, so you stop and you see someone there, but they're not actively doing anything. Well, I'm not just talking, like, if I see an accident, I see a person like Pete standing there. I'm talking about if I see, like, flashing lights and a fire truck. And... Oh, no, then you stay out of the way. Yeah, then you stay out of like the way. Like, the other day when I went, with a guy died in front of the um, airport last Friday, when his car caught on fire. When I, because I was heading down to Torrey Road, to okay. take Lapeer Road to take Maple Road home, and so I was going back in front of the airport there from work. There was seven cop cars, two fire trucks. Well, yeah, three you, ambulances. Of course, you don't stop at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's out of your hands. I mean, the people better qualified than you are there. Well, that's my point. I, whenever I finally see something, at least in my life so far, it's always been to that point. I've never been... You've never been the first person to stumble on an accident scene? One time, but I was with my mom, and my mom pulled over. Have you ever passed a guy walking in the rain? Walking in the rain? I don't... Is he naked like the guy in No, just like some guy, no umbrella, clearly, like, walking through the city, doesn't have a car or whatever, just walking in the rain, and stop and give him a ride. No. I've done that. I've done that. And I have not done that. I've we, I've right, both to that. I think, and any of this stuff, like, well, how do you get a point? Because you can't stop for everything. You still no, have no. 
stuff to do. You're still late for work. But I don't I don't really count that as the guy is in trouble. Like he's just getting wet. That sucks. It does suck. And I have stopped for people before, but I've also not stopped for people before because mm-hmm. I mean, oh, sorry, yeah. you're walking in the rain. That sucks. But oh yeah, all the time, but I'm like more often than not you would drive past because you're not a superhero. Like your job isn't to run around helping people, but you know, if it's super cold out and snowing like crazy, and you see some kid running down the street, stop and give him a ride, even if it's just a couple of blocks to the bus stop. Is um, he wearing proper snow gear? No, they never have proper <laughs> snow gear on. I guess I don't know what that actually would tell them because no. older people, I tend to stop more for than younger yeah. people. It depends if they listen. I mean, if I see the lady having a hard time trying to cross the road, like, I'll go stand in the middle of traffic so she can cross. Yeah. But if there's a young kid playing in the snow, I'm not going to be like, Billy, get out of the snow. No, but, I mean, the one thing I'm thinking of when I stopped for this kid, he was, like, running down the street. It was a blizzard. And it's like, I don't know how far you have to go, kid, but you've planned your life out poorly. Like, you clearly need some help. Jump in the car. It's warm in here. Well, the, the the question is, Jonathan, do you take a point for this one? Because I, 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 I decline my point on this one. I don't know what to do because I've never been in a spot where it's just been me. Other than the one time when the guy drove off the bridge there on uh, Genesee Road in 69. You where 69 goes over Genesee Road mm-hmm. there. Guy drove off the bridge right there. Ended up down on Genesee Road. Me and my mom, I mean, we both got out, went to the thing, you know. But by the time we got there, we were at the top of the hill. There was three other cars and people helping down below. Yeah, there's already people there. So, again, would you stop is the question. Or would you think other people got it and continue on? I would stop if I didn't see anybody else. Okay, then you don't take a point here. I already said that, though. Okay. Ken, point. No. Okay. What's the next one? Optimism bias. You overestimate the likelihood of positive outcomes. Yeah, I don't have this. <laughs> 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 like, not at all. That's that's all I have to say about it. Oh. No, I do this all the time. Do you? Oh, especially, like, when I was a real estate agent or whenever I look at houses, all I see is potential. It's just like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Like, we're going to do great things with this thing. And it's like, probably not. It's Probably it's, not. It's kind of a crappy house. It's just avoid the entire thing. But it's like, oh, but this thing. And you could do this and that and these things. And it's like, oh, all the time. So is saying things could possibly get better all the time this? No. No. Because you're not overestimating the likelihood of a right. positive outcome. I'm still generally pessimistic, but on specific things, I think they're going to turn out really well. That's like This is like buying a lottery ticket and expecting to win every time. Oh, okay, I don't do Like, that. I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to win. Yeah, I don't do this. Like, if you're working to try and make things better, but it's just taking a really slow and long that's, time. That's not this. Okay. That's having a, have a good outlook <laughs> or a plan. Okay, I don't have this one, though. I don't have this one, either. Totally have this one. I'll take two points. <laughs> two points? Ken? I'll take one of those points from Dana, because I am guilty of this. Okay. Ken is optimism bias. In fact, we're, we're looking at one of them right now. <laughs> right. All right, what's next? Pessimism bias. Uh, you overestimate the likelihood of negative outcomes. 
Pete, you do this. I do do this. You do this like a heartbeat. You said yeah. doo doo. I do do. You do this more than almost anybody I know. I know. Game over. Danan, pessimist. No. I'm too focused on it all turning out pretty well. I can't. Well, if you have an optimist thing, you can't really have a pessimist. No, I don't know. I mean, I could see where I, I should probably be more in that camp, but this one's more focused. Like if it was more of a general pessimistic outlook, but I think this one's still kind of a specific one. I'm kind of in the same boat as Dana. And like sometimes I look at it, and I'm like, "Oh, this isn't going to go well," and I'm I'm expecting it to to be a complete to complete yeah, tank. Yeah, yeah. Life experience has taught you that you're usually down the right. Minutes. Though I, I you're am usually yeah. right, which is not being pessimistic about the outcome. That's being realistic. That's, be, that's, that's be, it's being convinced that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just you're just sitting around waiting for stuff to go tits up because you know it's going to. Jonathan, I don't think I do this. No, you don't. I'm a very neutral person. Yeah, you are. Honestly, I really, really attempt to try to do that. You're a way. five in everything. Is this is this next one just called the Jonathan effect? Reactants. <laughs> yes, this you'd one rather, is. You, where you'd rather do the opposite of of uh, what someone is trying to make you do. No, I don't do this. I'm just devil's advocate. Uh, I know these people. Yeah, that's that's not me. It depends on if the opposite makes more sense. You're like, yeah, right. well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's stupid, you know? But not for everything. Like, okay, that's a good idea. I yeah. If somebody tells me something and I think it's a good idea, then I will do it. Yeah. No, you do what you want to do. I when don't we, ever do the opposite of what you're going to do. When, we, when, we, when we feel our liberty is being constrained, our inclination is to resist. However... In doing so, we can overcompensate. While blind conformity is far from the ideal way to approach things, neither is blind, neither is knee-jerk contrarian. Yeah. Right. And These that's exactly are correct. fun because reverse psychology totally works on them like every single time. They're like the Elmer Fudd to oh Bugs Bunny. Oh my gosh, that's Melissa, honestly. <laughs> if, you, if you have the patience for it, you can get her to do whatever you want just by... Asking her to do the opposite? Yeah. yeah my ex-father-in-law was... Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my whole life, but he did not like to be told what to do. Oh, you don't tell him. No, no, no. So no. Sure don't. you actually a fun exercise was usually figuring out a way to make him think that whatever you're trying to get him to do was his idea. In mm-hmm. which case, he would just be all about it. Yep, I that's do that all exactly the time. Yeah, what you that's, do. That's my favorite thing ever. So is this kind of like reverse psychology? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Spotlight effect. You overestimate how much people notice you. Notice how you look and act. Not anymore. I think everybody has this one, you know, when you're growing up in, like, high school and the teenage oh, yeah. years. Everybody cares that you've got a new zit or something. Yeah, and and Nobody when you cares. get older, especially when you lose your hair, <laughs> this tends to help, you know, get over this kind of effect because you just learn not to give a shit. Right. Do you do it now? Do I do what now? This. No, I don't do this. So no point for Pete. Yeah, I don't do this anymore. I mean, everybody did this when they're younger. If anything, I think I underestimate um, and imagine that I'm invisible. Because, like, taking pictures, I often end up being, like, the one person wandering around the room while everyone else is seated looking at a speaker or something. And mostly believe that nobody can see me. He's, he's like, he's Drax. He's perfected the art of not moving so slowly that no one becomes invisible. Crunch. Except everybody can Crunch. see him. Batista yeah. was at WrestleMania. He had a match. Ken? 
Uh, no, actually, I despise the spotlight, and as a result of which, I tend to do the same thing. I underestimate how much people notice me because I'm basically the size of a minivan. It's impossible for me to do things <laughs> without people seeing them. But you just like. But I'm surprised. But I'm surprisingly stealthy. I can sneak up on people, which is really weird. <laughs> oh yeah, and a lot of time I had to wear my keys on my belt and shake. A little bit extra when I walked. A little sachet. To, to make them jingle so I didn't keep sneaking up and scaring people in the office. Ah! Oh, every time she would jump. Every time. It's funny. Hey, Julie. And, <laughs> and, and Jonathan, do you do you take a point for the spotlight effect? No, dude. I try to hide and say I don't do anything. I I'd don't. say that every day at work. I say, I don't do nothing while I'm here. No, you don't. <laughs> and we're back to That's beginning. the best way to do it, though. Then they don't know. Yay. I don't. I think we got through them all, but I don't know because we, we did end up switching websites. So what's the uh, what's the scores? Who's well, the we lost. <laughs> uh, well, Pete won. Yay, Pete's yes. the craziest. Which is surprising because you had so I many that management taught you not to do. Bias. No, well, it's because you know I know that there are some of these things that I fall into. I'm just sure of it, even though I you know I do my best not to. Right. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure of it, and that's that. Maybe, maybe that's my pessimism bias. Mm, maybe, maybe. By how much? I, I I'm sure I took the cake. All the numbers. Uh, Pete led with fourteen. Yay! Ooh, Followed 14. by Dan with twelve. Boom. Mm. Ken with ten, and me with six. Six. I'm just half biased. You're half biased. I'm a little more biased. Ken's decently biased. And Jonathan's liar biased. Right. <laughs> liar. Liar, you liar. Know, I, I could have said I had Pants 24 out fire. of 24, and I would have been a liar in that scenario, too, though. So. No, I would have believed that. Who would have gone with that? <laughs> all the bias. I have all the biases. You're totally biased. Mr. I feel Freak. like your answer is biased. <sighs> well, that's apparently what you guys are saying. So, last week's question of the week was, can anything ever really be considered true, or is everything subjective? Facts exist. Yep. Yes. Yes, facts exist, and scientific method exists. Anything else is but biased. Contrast that to the fact that we live in a world where literally no longer means literally. <laughs> right. They changed the definition of literally to mean figuratively. <laughs> really? They, they buckled so what, on that one. So what you thought was literally true may actually just be literally true. Oh, my word. Stop it. Hey, I'm just saying that technically speaking, we've made everything subjective now. Did they add that definition to it they or did. they changed it? No, this was, well, it's, it's, it's an additional definition. So technically speaking, adding something to a definition is changing it. True, true. Um, but they added that as a valid description of the word literally because literally everyone has been using it the wrong way. <sighs> this oh. was back in, I want to say, like 14 or 15 when, really? like, you know. Yeah, like literally was like the thing the Oxford English. They changed it that like, quick. I would have been okay. I'm still skeptical now, having just heard this for the first time, that they would have changed that for real on such a colloquialism. But back in 1415, when it first came out, they just jumped right on like this is a new definition. Well, apparently, it's been going around for a while. 
Well, it's been being misused for a long time, but that's <laughs> yeah, just that's a, poor it's like it finally system. hit the the zenith uh, of the zeitgeist. So now it's like you know that's when they did it. That was the, that was when that was when literally peaked, I guess. So, is apparently that's uh, is everything subjective? I I say no. I agree with Pete. Scientific fact and uh, is a real thing. There are, there are things that we can, you know know to be true. Sure. You take a hot iron and press it against someone's face and do that to a thousand people. Stick a penny I, in a live I light socket, you're like, going to get shocked. That's yep. just what happens. Truth exists. Truth exists. results. J-Bo? It's the abstracts that are subjective. Let's ask the philosopher. Right. Jonathan. It depends on who you talk to, but I do believe there are definitive truths. There we go. My man. Right. Yay. So, uh, what's our question of the week for next week? Yeah, sir? what's the next question of the week? So, this week's question of the week is Which is a scarier thought? Okay. That the human hey. race is the most advanced form of life in the universe, mm-hmm. or that we are the mere amoeba compared to other life forms? All right, so we get to answer that next week? Yes, we will. All right. All right, guys, well, we hope you enjoyed listening to this week's edition of the Vlix Podcast. We'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Peace.